Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. This is Chanel Bunger with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I'm recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's Health IT Digital Health and RCM Conference in Chicago. Right now, I'm speaking with Donna Roach from University of Utah Health. And to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself and your role in organization? Sure. So I'm the Chief Information Officer for the University of Utah Health. So we are a five-hospital system. And I think the thing I'm most proud about is we are located in Salt Lake City, right up against the Wasatch Mountain Range. But we are the only academic medical center in a five-state Mountain West region. Wow. So we have a huge quaternary referral that comes into the University of Utah. Uh, we are tied, I'm I'm embedded under the School of Medicine, under Health Sciences. I report up to the president of the University of Utah Health. He reports to the president of Health Sciences and School of Medicine. So kind of... Um, very much embedded around healthcare and delivery of healthcare research, uh, the resonance and the training and mentoring of um, physicians and clinicians. We also have like a school of nursing, school of pharmacy that uh, Dr. Good is also responsible for. So it's a full continuum of delivery of healthcare. Perfect. Thank you so much for that introduction. And when you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what excites you the most and why? You know, there's a lot going on. And and I will tell you that sometimes academic is academic medical center is a little bit slower behind everybody else. But the really great thing about what's gone on at the University of Utah is their willingness to drive a digital roadmap. The digital roadmap that we have is closely tied to the strategy of the health sciences and the school of medicine. So it's not my strategy. It's not a digital strategy on its own. We have a uh, strategy. We call it strategy 2025 under Dr. Good. Every year we do directed steps that involve uh, chairs of the different school, um, uh, specialties, chairs out of the School of Medicine, operational leaders. They come up with directed steps and those directed steps, we review all of them and look for digital enablement in them. And those are what drive our digital roadmap. So it's not me coming up with those ideas. It's they, they have the ideas and we partner with them to make sure one, that it appears on the roadmap Two, that it has, it's resourced. So whether it's timing for now or, or short-term or in the future, it's there. And we always have some executive partnership to make sure it's the right thing for the organization. So the embracing of the digital roadmap and digital innovation is absolutely part of everything we do on that roadmap. Now I will tell you, we have like six swim lanes that are in that roadmap. And one of them is innovation. And so 
we partner, we have a pivot center, which is kind of our large innovation commercialization um, arm of the innovation for the whole university. We have a um, center for medical innovation, which is a lot about wearables. And then we have a gap lab, which is a gamification innovation. And so those three things, and there's lots of little pockets of digital innovation that take place, but we partner with all of them. We partner with our researchers. Uh, we have a digital health institute that was just stood up about two years ago and funded by the university. And those really help kind of drive, well, what are some of the innovative ideas that we're going to come up with, test, um, look to see if it's, you know, is it a research worthy kind of, because a lot of times we want to do things that are in keeping with the um, mission of an academic medical center, and that has to have its basis in research and and what we do to kind of promote um, better healthcare. Perfect. Thank you so much. And at University of Utah Health and kind of the umbrella, like the School of Medicine and everything that you've already described, what are your top priorities for technology and what big issues are you trying to solve with it? So remember, I mentioned those six swim lanes. Those swim lanes are informed and kind of the areas are informed by those directed steps and our operational plan of the hospital. So right now we have virtual care, access to care, um, community, innovation, personalization, and digital um, foundation, digital architecture. Those are our key kind of directives. And out of those, we have um, kind of, we then kind of cross-sectional it with what are things that we're gonna do in the immediate, um, near-term future, and then long-term future. Some of the things that are coming up in the immediate are, you know, how best do we leverage, we're an Epic shop, so we, how best do we leverage that um, investment that we've made and making sure, you know, we do have a, an uh, Epic first mentality, but we balance it out with, you know, Epic can't drive everything for us, but it can give us a huge foundation step forward. So we definitely want to look at things that are going on in there. Um, we're implementing, for example, in that space, the Cheers uh, which is a um, uh, kind of a content management, a customer service management, um, so that we can do better campaigns around reaching out to patients and tracking on their interest. Um, one of the really exciting things is looking at how we improve upon our research capture rate and for different studies. So we're working very closely with our vice chancellor over research and making sure that not only have we put in the research component of Epic, but also hand in hand looking at um, making sure we're going after the right grants that support the research mission. Our president kind of gave us our uh, uh, kind of a nice goal of um, trying to reach a $1 billion grant funding uh, in the next couple of years. So we, we are targeting that goal. And, and it's one of the things we want to do in is that, you know, a lot of times you get involved in a research study based on um, maybe somebody reaching out to you or thinking it's appropriate. We want to be able to offer up, here are all the different research studies, maybe like through my chart or through a portal to say, here are ones that you could sign up for, you know, 
send us a notification and then we'll follow up with you on that signing up because that capture mm -hmm. of um, research participants is very difficult. But if you come at it as I want to be a part of it, that in itself is like a commitment to doing what we're you know trying to do from our research side. The other thing I will say, we have a um, just an amazing rehab hospital where we've introduced a lot of innovation in that. So one of the things that um, we have a smart room, so different things, you know, the patient, you know, uh, a patient who is maybe even quadriplegic, they can control uh, even through a sip and puff, the uh, sound of the TV or turning the TV on and off, the wow. light switches, calling the nurse, calling the elevator. Uh, I love to tell the story of Dr. Steinberg, who is the head of our um, Craig H. Nielsen Rehab Hospital, he met met a patient that had just come in and the patient was really withdrawn and stuff. And he's like, boy, this, you know, we're, we, we're going to really need to help this patient along. About two weeks later, runs in to the same, same individual. And at first he didn't even realize it was the same person. He's going up to the elevator and he's like, well, let me call the elevator for you. And the guy's like, nope. I can do it myself. <laughs> and it was, he goes, it was the difference between night and day to see now how engaged this individual was because we put some of the control back to them. Just those little things like, you know, can I turn on the TV? Can I turn, you know, adjust the lights and stuff like that? Those are small things, but make a big difference. And that's all innovation that my um, development people have done. My, the occupational therapists there worked with my DevOps people to make that happen. Perfect. Well, you kind of just answered this next <laughs> question um, with your smart room answer. And could you provide examples of any other specific instances where the integration of informatics solutions led to improved patient outcomes or enhanced patient provider communication? Sure. So another one that we have been working on is as a patient even enters into the ED and let's say they have a CT scan or an MRI and now the test um, uh, detects that possibly they're having a stroke. The AI based in that workflow and using that test will automatically contact the stroke specialist and the team wow. that automatically calls them and they come in and evaluate the patient. Because we know the quicker we get to that patient, if they're having a stroke and, and treat them, the the survival and the the lasting effects of the stroke, we can minimize that. Um, the other thing, I have a great team of uh, clinical informaticists that uh, he, they oversee a group called the Reimagine EHR. So they take our current Epic, but they look at what are some of the pain points that the clinician has with using our system. And so, or, and, and even delivering care in a timely way. So one of the things they created through kind of API and fire is um, doing better screening for lung cancer screening. And I think it's the last I saw, we now screen for lung cancer six times more than what we did before we had put that app and that development wow. in place. So just like, and, and these guys are constantly doing things and it's so much fun. Um, my Dr. Kawamoto, who's like one of our fire experts is, uh, just all over, uh, working with not just Epic, but, uh, using fire and using technology to really help improve the 
physician experience, but also delivering patient care faster to the individual and to help the whole clinical experience. Thank you. And you're the perfect person to ask this question because you sound very passionate about what you do and I love it. But what is one piece of advice you'd give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? Learn um, learn how to pivot and don't be so committed to something that you're willing to prove yourself right or wrong. So there are times on our digital roadmap, we, we've gone down a path and it's like, ooh, this isn't going to work. So we pivot, we've stopped it, we have slowed it down. Um, we've been flexible around that, that roadmap has to be a living document. And so you have to nurture it and you have to be able to listen to people and take their feedback. And sometimes the feedback can be pretty rough, but if it's not working, don't go throwing more money, more effort, more resources after something that isn't one right for its time, but also isn't going to achieve what you thought it was going to achieve in the very beginning. So that, I mean, overall, and some of that's just around listening, like making sure, are you listening and looking at the data to make sure you're making informed decisions? Very sound advice. Thank you so much. And moving forward five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations and how can leaders prepare? So I, and I mentioned this in my earlier talk, I really think um, we have built up a healthcare system and it's big business and we have to take kind of the big business out of healthcare and stop building all these beds and hospitals and really think about what we could be doing at in the home, what we could be doing in delivering care in other levels. So we, we have a very, very small hospital at home program, but I know there are others out there that are much more advanced than ours, but I think that has to be an avenue that we look at and there's got to be the right reimbursement, the right risk model, the right value model. So there's a lot of people that have to make that successful. Um, Heal at home is another program that we do that we try to get the patient out of the institution as fast as possible so that they can heal at home. And we know by looking at the data that they heal better and faster when they're at home and, you know, getting the right care uh, and, and set up in the home for that patient to thrive. So I think sometimes, you know, like I entered into healthcare and you think, oh, hospitals, right? And delivery. And I think we have to stop with that model and that way of thinking and start to think about, is it really about building a new hospital and building more beds? Or is it about providing better care at the different levels and continuums? I think McKinsey put out a study just recently that talked about, you know, it's, it, you've, you've got to break the, the um, hospital or the healthcare delivery mechanism with the business model so that we can clearly see what opportunities exist along the way. I love it. Thank you. And I want to thank you for your time today. It's been a delightful conversation, but before I let you go, is there anything else you want our listeners to know? No, I, I think one of the things that I appreciate about what um, conferences like that, this here, and just being able to talk about what I do is I learn from a lot of other people. 
mean, what we do is great. And, and, you know, sometimes you get the, you can put the blinders on a little bit, but I think going to conferences and networking and being willing to share information about what you've done, the things that you have really excelled at and the things that maybe you haven't excelled at, that's the only way we're going to improve this industry. We shouldn't be so willing to hide our mistakes. We really need to put them out there and say, okay, how can we improve? And this healthcare IT community is probably one of the best communities I've ever seen in terms of wanting to learn and contribute and support other people. So conferences like this are really very helpful. Thank you so much. And Donna, thank you again for joining me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you. You too. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm